Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dosh, Rinko Lieber. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wrong and Wronger. I am Steve the Tsunami Olivas and he is James, just a light dusting breakwell. We are coming to you again on Wrong and Wronger. And James, how are you doing tonight? Uh, we so rarely talk to each so other. So rarely, and yet not rarely enough. If you want to make it rarer, I would be okay with that. <laughs> Cut these podcasts down to like once a year, maybe once a decade. We'd, we'd be okay. <laughs> Well, I don't think we'd lose any listeners. <laughs> <laughs> They'd still be there, all ten of them, just waiting for us. Ooh, we've been upgraded. Yeah, we all right. <laughs> all right. Well, this is the podcast, if you're just joining us. One, that's bad on you. But two, <laughs> this is the podcast where we argue about things that you, the listener, vote on. And James, you had a poll up for, I think, five hours or eight hours, and... It was a whole. It was a whole seven. Ahead. It was a whole seven hours. I, in the interest of being perfectly accurate, which we always are, all of our facts are always right. It was a seven-hour poll. Absolutely. And uh, the winner this week, uh, the winner was not denim versus leather. It wasn't renting versus owning, and it wasn't whatever that other. Oh, boxers versus briefs, which Steve really wanted <gasps> to debate. Which How dare so you. thank you for not voting for that one. The winner was coffee <laughs> versus tea. So because you guys asked for it, that's what we're going to debate. All right, coffee versus tea. And uh, the way we set this up is we usually have a format where James and I, being the gentlemen that we used to be before we started this show, we always compliment each other on the front end. Just a little tip of the cap to olden days, the days of yore, where gentlemanliness and chivalry were not dead. And James, this is the part of the show that I bank on every week. This is what propels me into the rest of my work week. What compliment do you have for me? Me. Well, my compliment is inspired by your penalty video this week. After your horrific <laughs> loss in the last debate, uh, you... It was my 2%! I know, which I still don't understand. You had basically admitted you had no idea. The debate was socks. Do you put on socks, <laughs> both socks, and then your shoes, or do you put on one sock and one shoe and one sock and then the other shoe? That, which doesn't make any sense. And you argued that, and you came way too close to winning. Way too close. Yeah, I did. But your video, which I, I'd never seen that movie. It was the remake of Starsky and Hutch, and you were out there dancing. Yes. Just, you know, you were going for it. And it's honestly, you're like I, I enjoy watching you dance. There's an odd quality to it. It's kind of like watching a drunken <laughs> elephant do ballet. Like I can't really call it art, what? but I can't say I don't want to see it either. You just kind of watch, like wow, how is how is he moving? How is he not broken down the walls? I just <laughs> the fact <laughs> that it, it, it's really it's kind of a wonder of nature. So congratulations to you for defying physics and good taste to put that video together. You have done us all a service. <laughs> wow. Once again, we have a hundred pounds of words and a scant ounce of compliment. <laughs> I I don't even know what to do with that information. I, I should probably thank you given our format and the fact that I'm a gentleman, but instead I'm going to reciprocate and say I know you grew up in farm country, James, and uh, historically, when we talk about the days of yore and the olden days, we talk about a time where farmers had a lot of kids because the farmer needed their career to keep going, and they need help in order to do that. One farmer alone cannot create and sustain a farm. It's just going to fail. 
And you took that philosophy and applied it to <laughs> your career on the internet and comedy that you had, at, let's just say, a gaggle of kids. I, I used to say you had 27 kids, and then your people started just flaming me on Twitter for saying that. So we'll Again, just stick factual with... factual accuracy. Uh, we are always correct on here, except for you. You're never right. <laughs> but you knew that you alone could not create a comedy career. So you started having kids, just one after the other. And man, you used those kids wisely. That started. You talk about the uh, the the, the uh, my penalty video you did, and by the way, if any of the listeners or watchers are not following you on YouTube, your personal channel, <laughs> they are taking joy out of their lives. Yes. <laughs> that your daughters and your uh, just your your voiceover, your VO work with that Star Wars story cracked me the heck. I watched the thing five times because <laughs> it's just funny. And without your kids, you're nothing. I just wanted to say that. So congratulations to know your limitations and to start surrounding yourself with people with actual talent. I, I do know my... And present company included. I do know my limitations. That's why I had to branch out. That's why I'm writing books. That's why I'm reaching out to old men to do podcasts, man. I'm doing whatever I can to expand <laughs> You got a second podcast? What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. So yes, uh, I, 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 I do recognize that. Eventually, my kids will grow old and be teenagers and hate me. So right now, I got to bank all the goodwill I can and I got to seize these joyful moments because my kids still think I'm cool and by the way these dances that we do together they were actually sad yeah. this week that we won because it turns out especially my oldest daughter she likes doing those dances she is all in so you stole joy from oh, her great. by losing but I'm okay with that because I'm old and get out of breath easily so you can have all the dances you want <laughs> This was, just as a quick aside, this was my favorite. I, I, t- I tweeted you or texted you this in as soon as you quote. That is my favorite one of all time. I was so delighted with it. Like I said, there was some grace there. It was the, My compliment was not entirely insulting. You, you clearly recognized this song from when it was originally conceived in the early 1800s. Like, this was your time. This was your song. <laughs> Can I just pull a quote out of your little monologue there? That compliment was not completely insulting. <laughs> How does that even make sense to you? It's just that defines our relationship. Sometimes by the way. my compliments are so left-handed that they circle all the way around the globe and come back on the right. That's how it makes sense. <laughs> Well, speaking of circling the globe, you and I are going to land with both feet in Guam. Yes. And we are going to flip the Guam quarter of fate. I am nothing if not a master of the segue. And James, coffee versus tea, the Guam quarter of fate, if you're just joining us, this determines which side each of us will argue. And... Uh, the cruel hand of fate smacked me upside the head last week. Let's see if it can do me a proper this week. But tell me what the two sides of the coin will represent All right. today. Uh, heads up, I'm arguing coffee. Tails up, I'm arguing tea. All right, coffee is heads, absolutely. All right, quarter up, I got it. And, ah, oh, crap, <laughs> it's heads. I mean, all right, it's heads, man. I got tea. Woo. Well, that's good. I right. there are so many, so many angles I could argue this from. But let, let's just start with the fact that we live in America, and America runs on coffee. I mean, you get into work first thing in the morning. You don't rush for a pot of tea. You rush for a pot of coffee. It is the caffeine that ma- wakes you up and allows you to live with a lifetime of sleep deprivation. It is the only thing that gets the workforce through the day. It is the only thing that gets parents through the day. It is as necessary to your body as blood and oxygen, that caffeine. And I know tea can have caffeine too, but not as much. Not as delivered as directly to the bloodstream. We have become dependent on coffee 
coffee. It keeps us going and it is a pleasure. It has become an art form. There are entire chains of stores dedicated to the craft of making the perfect cup of coffee. And at least in America, you can't say the same thing about tea. It's just not as important here. And I think you lose automatically just on the flip of that coin. Tea is not as important as coffee. You know, coffee, I'm glad you brought up that people have migraines when they go through withdrawals <laughs> because the addiction is so real and it seizes people. And uh, I mean, you're, you're arguing right into my point with that, that people can't live without their coffee because it's, I believe a great scientist was once quoted as calling it uh, the opioid of drinks. What? And so we've got to get people off of coffee. Yeah, yeah, look it up. Okay. It's uh, Good Morning America or something. But, the, but tea, all of the health numbers drink tea. Why? Why would a health nut drink tea? Why would CrossFitters, Pilates people, I've run out of health food or health uh, thing words, but why do they drink tea? Because tea's good for you. If you hold up a beaker of tea and a beaker of coffee, you will see that you dump like a Home Depot bucket full of carcinogens into your body every year when you have coffee every day. But tea, you can see through it. <laughs> tea is clearly, if you get the pun there, huh? clearly the better choice. Tea comes in different flavors. Flavors. Coffee comes in one flavor, and nobody really likes it. It's called coffee. <laughs> and, and people put cream and milk and sugar and sweet and low, and they got to kill off that coffee bitterness somehow. Tea is a delight. You have little tea bags. You can steep tea. You can ice tea. You can have sweet tea. You can have plain unsweetened tea if you're from the South and you have mental problems. Like, there's all kinds of different ways that you can enjoy a cup of tea. Coffee is either iced coffee, which is hipster hell because they have to do their take on everything and that it, coffee isn't coffee if you put ice cubes in it and then you have coffee it's just it's it's not right tea james tea is the way to go well i'm i can tell you had your coffee today by that diatribe you've got the caffeine <laughs> powering you through as you argue on behalf of tea you would not even be up this late right now which you know it is past nine o'clock your time or my time this is incredibly late for you past eight o'clock your time this two hours past your bedtime so you depend on it as much as the rest of us this podcast is powered by caffeine and all those people you listed earlier who drink tea the the hipsters and the yoga people and the crossfitters when else do you listen to them about any anything in your life. You ever say, well, that yoga lady told me to do this, so I'm going to go do it right now. No, that's not how we live. And we might die 20 years before everybody else because of it, but you know what? That's how we live. We don't, we don't listen to that crowd. We eat red meat and we drink our coffee and we get our caffeine. And it is a delight. Not only that, you got to look at the socioeconomic side of this. I mean, there have been wars fought over tea. China was exploited for hundreds of years over, over, you know, the colonial powers coming in to seize their tea. Uh, what, what, what's bad ever happened about coffee? I mean, coffee is just a delight. Coffee powers economies. They, they, you know, grow it and they ship it out and we send it back. It's, it's, there's no downside to it. It is, it is powering half of Central America right now. Would you have them lose their cash crop, Steve? Is that what you want? You want to toss other parts of the world into poverty, make them turn to other sources of revenue, like, you know, drugs or podcasting. I mean, let's not do that to them. <laughs> let's let them export their coffee. Let's buy it at a fair trade value and keep this whole thing going it's good for you it's good for me it's even good for those yoga people even if they don't want to admit it 
Boy, drugs and podcasts. I'm glad you put those into the same sentence because when it comes to legality, they need to both go. You know, wars are fought over tea. And again, I'm glad you brought this up because I was right on the verge of mentioning this. Why are wars fought over anything? It's because it is something with value, something that people do not want to lose. Nobody wants, nobody cares about losing coffee. Who's all of that up in arms about coffee? You got Juan Valdez and his Quelu donkey that's kind of meandering Quailu next donkey. to him. That is, <laughs> I'm sure that's, that's part of the good story name for an too. Indie band. The Quailu donkeys. That uh, those are the only people involved in the coffee trade, Jane. Let's just face it. We've got a, a, a billion Chinese people, and that's only like two cities. They can't be wrong about tea. When, when even like uh, you talk about the artists and the yoga people, you know what the hipsters and yoga and artists, you know what they like, James, is craft beer. <laughs> They're the ones that introduced you, my friend, to craft beer. And the artists, when God, if you look at the Sistine Chapel, when God's finger touched Adam's, that uh, coffee. Just uh, it wasn't even in the picture. Tea is what's <laughs> dripping out of that finger, and it, it gets a little weird and creepy here. But trust me, it's tea, and it is his finger. But that's what's going on. Even as far back as Michelangelo's time, he knew that tea was the drink of choice, the drink of God. Thought, I know you like to make fun of me for being an English major, an English creative writing major, no less. But I was actually a double major, and my other major, much to your chagrin, was history. Let me drop some historical facts on you here. At the Boston Tea Party, they didn't didn't dump coffee in the harbor. They dumped tea. Useless, icky, taxed tea. Just get rid of it. (laughs) If there had been coffee on that boat, they never would have dumped it overboard. They would have savored it. They would have taken it back to their homes and drank it and sold it to their friends and shared it. But no, it was tea. And they could afford to dump it overboard. It was useless. Its uselessness has been written into the historical record. We should be grateful that the Chinese don't drink coffee to the same extent that they drink tea, or they would have conquered the world 10 times over. You know what they'd be capable of if they could stay up two more hours a night? You know, just being industrious, planning and doing all sorts of things. I mean, they'd be a thousand years ahead of the rest of the world, but they didn't. They had tea, and they were mellow, and and you know what? They're they're, they're pretty cool people, but they didn't conquer the world because they didn't have coffee. So we should be thankful for that. Don't uh, you know if they would have coffee, we might have James and Steve bobbleheads that are coming out of China. They would somebody would have that brainstorm. No, the Bostonians back in the 1600s or whatever the heck the Boston Tea Party was. It was sometime around the year that I hit middle school. But the reason they dumped all that tea into the harbor was they wanted to make one giant cup of tea, and they were going to jump into that thing with beer bongs and try to suck the whole harbor dry. Man, tea was fantastic, and they knew that they wanted to get the biggest tea pot in the world going. The Guinness people were there. They were recording it. And if you look in one of the earlier versions of the Guinness Book of World Records, and world has an E at the end of it because it was still the old English spelling. You English history people ought to know that. But you'll see. That was the largest cup of tea in history. It was in Boston. So uh, so you're telling me if I dump some tea in the ocean right now, you will scoop that up with the uh, with the salt water and the fish pee in it. You will have yourself a cup of, of salt water tea. James, it's about volume. You can't put one tea bag into the ocean. Come on, man. Think before you talk. Oh, that uh, that, that your your version of history is a very interesting one, a very disturbing one. I hope I hope that th- I've been to Boston, James. I've talked to the people. I hope through our adventures we never get thrown into an alternate universe where your version of history is real. Because what a terrifying <laughs> place that will be with all these all these you know revolutionary war heroes just sitting on the on the coast of the harbor, you know, tiny little teacups scooping it up and sipping it. <laughs> Are they going to boil the entire harbor too? Is that how that works? I mean, explain the physics to me so I, I can picture this. 
You don't need to boil it to steep it. Come on, man. See, you're a coffee person. You're one of those that your mind is foggy by this time of night because your coffee is worn off. Half-life of caffeine is like six hours or something. It's gone. You got nothing left. I am a tea drinker, and therefore I have enough gas in the tank to power me through for four, five, maybe even six days of doing this. I could go all night. Says, says the man with the 8 p.m. bedtime. Who am I talking to here? It's 8.30 when we record. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh man, I I made a mistake partnering up with a ninety year old for this, but it is what it is. If I, if I didn't I, if I didn't choose a senior citizen, we wouldn't get the elephant dance videos. So I, you got to take with the good with the bad sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So I, but I mean I don't know why why we we would even debate this. I mean if you look at corporate America, corporate I... America runs on coffee. There's a coffee machine in every office. It's just standard operating procedure. Who has a teapot? In their, uh, you know, in their break room. And I'm not talking about Google or someplace that has, like, you know, a Ferris wheel and a water slide there, too. I'm talking about your standard office. Your standard <laughs> office has a water cooler and a coffee machine. And that's it. Because those are the essentials. A coffee machine is as important to an office as, as running water in the bathroom. I mean, you can't have an office without coffee. You get rid of tea, though, everybody just shrugs. Okay, no tea. No, nobody cares. We're okay. We are as indifferent to yeah. tea as, as the Patriots at the Boston Tea Party. It runs deep in our blood, our antipathy towards tea, and you can't convince me otherwise. Corporate America doesn't care if their people die when they're 51 of coronary disease, and that's why they put coffee. They want to run them and grind them like husky dogs in the Iditarod. And when one dies, you just bury them in the snow, you put another one in the team, and you go on. But tea, that's for people who want to live long, productive lives and remain beautiful like I have, well-preserved. <laughs> beauty is definitely in the eye of the beholder. My dog just walked in the room behind me here. And he's very disturbed by your explanation. He's, he's gulping water right now to wash the taste of your argument out of his mouth i'm i'm disturbed on his behalf and on on my behalf but you know what it's okay because you don't have the clarity of mind that coffee would give you to make a valid argument here i mean if you uh, even places where where tea is drinking primarily look like you know the, the uk uh, what's the UK done great lately? I mean, they uh, they had an empire that covered most of the world. They they came big into tea drinking in the 1800s, and now look at them. Where's that empire? Where did it go? There's only one superpower left, and it's America, and we're powered by coffee. Okay, in this case, correlation does equal causation. If they had kept going, if they had picked coffee instead of tea as their national pastime, imagine what things we could be we could have accomplished. They they could have conquered the whole world. We'd all be speaking English right now. Just imagine. Imagine that. <laughs> no, yeah, the Brits have cool accents and manners. Coffee makes people angry. I just look at you yeah. and look at the people around you and what they say about you when you're not there. Come on. <laughs> well, what do you think, people? Tell us what's on your mind by voting. Pick up that phone, pick up that computer, and go to Breakwell sites on Twitter and Facebook and vote for the winner. And James, you've got to tell people which number will represent each of the arguments so they know how to vote for Steve. Oh, well, or not for Steve. So here's the dice. I actually need two of them, and I'm going to roll. We're going to get random numbers for us, and Steve's going to shout out a sports number that he thinks goes with it, and nobody cares, but he's going to do it anyway, and there's no stopping him, so just let him go. So for me... All right, Nostradamus. Fine. <laughs> if you think that I won with my amazing coffee argument, vote for 31. <laughs> if you think 31. If you think Steve won with his crackpot rambling tea explanation, if I drop one <laughs> wow. dice, then vote for 86. 
And... 86? You, that... What? Was, up, 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 oh, go go okay. ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted your shouting out of a name. That's, that's a sacred territory. Go ahead. You know what? I am not going to give you the satisfaction. <laughs> I won. I finally won. <laughs> and if you want to throw away your vote on the random decoy number, it's 50. And as always, there will be another fake one where I make up something funny and it will take off 95% of the vote. And that's good for you, dear <laughs> listener, because that means the votes of the non-listers will not dilute the power of your votes. Your vote counts for like 10 of everybody else's vote. It's mathematically proven. So you can vote on my timeline on Twitter, at Exploding Unicorn without the E. You can vote on Facebook, Exploding Unicorn with the E. It's usually, it usually pops up there a few different places. And be sure to subscribe at all our different places. If you want to watch us in the penalty videos and Steve dancing like that, elephant be sure to go to youtube wrong and wronger there or you can listen to us on itunes on podcast addict on stitcher and we're trying really hard on spotify i don't think we're quite up there yet but it is in the works and as always stay tuned for 10 minutes to save your marriage that is coming up soon we are getting ready to post our first video for that and uh, we expect to have it live by monday that's going to be a podcast where we solve your relationship problems in 10 minutes or less on the dot can I make one correction? What did I say wrong? Go ahead. You, oh, wow, you seem so receptive to feedback. I like <laughs> I that. I want this criticism. Criticize me to it. <laughs> you said the video will be posted. The 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage uh, will be an audio-only podcast. I, I was incorrect. You are right. Because we've decided through through focus groups that people can only take about 20 minutes of our faces. If we were to supplement that with an additional 10 minutes of video footage, it would cause gagging and vomiting and in hospital stays. And we could not do that to you. So so for once in this entire podcast, Steve is correct. It will be it will be audio only for 10 minutes to save your marriage. And that will be on all the usual uh, channels. It'll be on, on Stitcher and Podcast Addict and SoundCloud, all those good places. And iTunes. Don't and forget iTunes. iTunes if you have an Apple phone. And uh, you can participate in that one, too. James Breakwell Productions you at gmail.com. You know what? You know, it's okay. Cause you, see, you say it wrong every time. You, I, I, have, I have like 16 different email addresses. And um, and he always picks one that's not real, which is good. It's it's another fun decoy. But I think I think I've settled. <laughs> I think the one I'm going to start using just for consistency is James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. Nice and easy to remember. Email me there. I check all your emails, whether they're nice or whether they're not. So go ahead and just send that through, and I will read it. And I might delete it and send it to my spam folder. But hey, if it's uh, if it's a relationship problem, we'll be happy to solve it. Maybe. Yeah, so send relationship issues and problems. doesn't even have to be a marriage. It can be a sibling. It can be a partner. It can be a boyfriend or girlfriend. And we will take care of it in 10 minutes or less every Monday. Yes, that's that's the goal. All right. Well, we're about out of time here, James. And so I am going to take my delightfully distinguished and graceful elephant self out of here with you. And uh, keep uh, paying attention to what we're doing because we would wither and die without it. You are the sunshine to our... Whatever it is, our garden that we're growing here. All right. Pay attention to Breakwell's Twitter, too, because he will put the poll up next week, and you will have a hand in what we debate when we come back next Thursday morning with Wrong and Wronger. And until then, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, saying two wrongs can make a right. Thank you for watching and listening, everybody. Mm -hmm.